0: If you think you have what it takes, hit us up at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or by emailing Team Hoopball at hoopdashball dot com. Again, that's at Hoopball Fantasy on Twitter or emailing Team Hoopball at hoopdashball.com. dot Next, your diagrams become so bulky, it's more complex than the solar system. But all it takes is a few clicks and... It's Miro! I've used those technical shape packs way too many times, and stuff is just digestible on its infinite online canvas. Now, the final question. Everyone's brought in, but you have to make all these tasks all the way over in Jira. But wait, it's done! Is it... Miro! Easy with its two-way Jira sync. Easy to plot dependencies. Everyone always knows what's up. And she's done it! Join over 60 million people creating technical diagrams without workflow glitches get your first three boards for free at miro.com that's O.com. save big on your memorial day barbecue all in the kroger app get half gallons of delicious kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound
1: all with your card and a digital coupon shop these deals at your local kroger today or tap the screen now to download the kroger app to save big today kroger fresh
0: for everyone Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation.
2: What's up, everybody? I'm Najee Adams.
1: And I'm Hunter Jacobs.
2: And you're listening to the Hoop Bowl Nets Podcast. Roll. We're back. It has been I don't even know how long it's been. It's been a long time though, since since you probably over heard, two months. <laughs> since you probably heard our voice. But for obvious reasons, we haven't been recording. Um, but we'll get to that. We just want to say that we hope everyone is staying safe in the midst of this whole pandemic thing. I hope your families are staying safe. Keep you in our prayers. Um, make sure you subscribe to the Hoopball Nets podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. You guys know the whole spiel. Everywhere that you listen to podcasts, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts because it does a lot for us as a podcast, and it only takes you like 15 seconds maybe. Follow us on Twitter at HoopBallNets. And, uh, yeah, just show support. Tweet at us. Tweet questions, comments, criticism, how you're doing during this whole pandemic, how you're holding up. We'd love to hear it. But, yeah. So, we're basically going to describe to you guys what we've been doing. Um, Oh, actually, before I do that, we actually did get a review on March 8th from Mr. William is Bill, <laughs> and his uh, title All Nets. He said, the Nets will be the most intriguing team in 2020-2021 slash season. You're definitely going to want to subscribe to this one. We appreciate you. We hope that they'll be an intriguing team in 2020-2021 season, whenever that might be. they uh, could be intriguing in this postseason. Exactly. They might win the chip. You never know. But uh, we'll get to that. And, uh, yeah, thank you, William Miss Bill. Make sure you listen to him and uh, give us a subscribe and leave a five-star rating and review just like him to get right on the podcast. But, yeah, our last episode was when? Let me see. Our last episode was March 3rd. And (laughs) between now and then, a whole lot of stuff has happened. The Nets fired their coach on March. The Nets fired Kenny Atkinson on March 7th. Me and Hunter were going to record, and then the NBA season, Rudy Gobert got coronavirus, the NBA season got suspended indefinitely, our whole lives got changed with college and work and jobs and all of that. So I guess we'll just explain to you what the schedule is going to be like over the next few weeks, well, until everything kind of goes back to normal, the new normal, whatever that might be. So we're going to have an episode at least once a week for the next however many weeks, maybe more, but at the minimum once a week. Um, Our ideas for those episodes include, you know, the Nets coaching search, where that's going to go, what the Nets could look like when the season comes back, if the season comes back, what's Kevin Durant going to look like? Will he play? Will he not play? Um, I remember, I don't know if you guys remember, but last season we did a 2K19 simulation episode where we went into a MyGM or MyLeague, we went into a MyLeague, uh, we basically sim the entire season, let the computer do all the trades, all the free agent acquisitions, all of that, and then basically went over on the podcast. And uh, we're probably going to do that episode again, but for 2K20 this time. It's fun to see what the computer nets in 2 K system does with the team. So we'll go over that since there's actually no real Typically, basketball.
1: players like LeBron and KD rule the simulations, so they will probably
2: do pretty well. Yeah, we're going to simulate it as having no injury. So KD, it would have been what the next season would be if KD was here from the entire season. Same thing with Kyrie, had he not gotten injured. We'll turn injuries on, it just won't be the same injuries from the season. So KD could get injured in Game 2 and tear his ACL, but I guess we'll have to find out. Now... On a more personal note, how COVID nineteen has affected me and Hunter personally? Um, I guess I'll start first. We were both in our senior year of college, so we probably had. Well, we we COVID really hit what in March, so we had two months we left. We had about two and a half months of school left. Yeah,
1: we, It closed. We
2: had two months left until we graduated. I mean, we still are going to graduate on May 17th, so in like two weeks we'll be graduated college. But I know for me personally, I was an RA, so I was on campus dealing with residents, and so St. John's decided that they were going to send all the residents home back to wherever their houses are like where they're from. And it was maybe three days after everybody got back from spring break. So every, all my residents had just gotten back to school. So they didn't, they didn't have the money to book a flight to go back home. So St. John's had to like pay for all of these people's flights. We had to keep it low key, kind of a secret from the residents. So then I had to go home back to like my house with my parents and stop living on campus So that was all crazy. We had to move out. All my stuff, well, most of my stuff, some of my stuff is still at St. John's, but the majority of my stuff is back home with me. Um, My job, well, my internship at CBS got shut down. So I've been like kind of working from home, but not really because there's no sports, so there's nothing to really do. So that was crazy. Um, my mom got sick. It wasn't corona, but we kind of thought it was, so that was a tragic statement, but my mom is perfectly fine now. My dad is an essential worker. He works for transit, so he's still working right now, so that's scary. Things are just things are just real different for me. And then with school, obviously, um, we're not going to have a, a commencement ceremony. We're not going to have a graduation, so we're not going to walk down across the stage and do all of that, so that's sad, but... Yeah, that's basically what COVID has done for me, Hunter. How has it changed your life? So
1: the school part is essentially exactly the same. We both go to St. John's, shut down at the same time. But the difference is I'm a commuter, so all my stuff is home already. I didn't have to move anything. But regardless, when when everything was open and we were not locked down, I was rarely home. I was always doing something, whether I was working or going out to eat or hanging out with my friends. I was always doing something, and I've literally been home for over a month, I haven't left my house once. <laughs> it's, it's 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 just weird. It doesn't feel normal to me. Like I, I don't like being home constantly but and I work in the public school system. Public schools are shut down for the remainder of the school year, so I'm I'm not currently working either until potentially the summer camp could be open, if not then back in September when schools probably open.
2: Uh, and yeah, I'll be graduating too and then I have no school either. It's just so crazy because we've never so me and Hunter are only 21. Uh, I was born in 1998, Hunter was born in 1999, blah, 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 We've never lived through anything like this at all. Like, I don't even think 60-year-old people have lived through anything like this. Like, this is a completely new lifestyle for almost every single person. So, like, adjusting to it has been super weird. Not to mention yeah, that. Yeah.
1: Like, for example, I was supposed to play in a basketball league and a softball league graduate from school and continue working every day those are four things that can't happen i literally have nothing to do now
2: yeah if you guys could see what like me and hunter probably if you ask us what we do every day at approximately 11 p.m the answer would be the exact same the answer is ps4 that is the (laughs) entire like we're on whether
1: whether we're playing mlb (laughs) the show
2: nba 2k pro Am. We're nice, by the way. If anybody that's listening to this as a pro am team on 2K, we will smoke you I, on PS4. On yeah. PS4, we will destroy you. We will dismantle you. Actually,
1: yeah. Um, my PSN is HJKR2016. <laughs> so if you
2: have a team, message me, or you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and stuff. Whatever. Yeah. If y'all want to play, we will gladly give you that smoke. It's no no problem. We're we're actually pretty nice in 2K pro am. You know I'm the best player on our team, so y'all would definitely have to. <laughs> all go. right,
1: so I've been a, I've been the best <laughs> player we've had for five years. No, nah, but I, I run I the like point, so confidence.
2: I run the point, so uh, I, I everything yeah, he, runs he's through the me.
1: Point guard distributor, but I'm the bucket getter. I average twenty five, <laughs> like always.
2: But now nah, all jokes aside, if anyone really does have prime and wants to play us, we will gladly play you for jokes. I doubt anyone else is doing anything, so just hit us up. But, yeah, we'd be on MLB The Show for three hours at a time. Uh, that's such I a...
1: watch seven series on Netflix. If anyone has
2: suggestions, you can hit me up on Twitter with that, too. You know, I need shows to watch now. Yeah, best things to do. If you have any suggestions on what to do during quarantine, any Netflix shows, please hit us up. My, the Netflix show that I will recommend to you is uh, Money Heist. I put Hunter I, onto it.
1: I recommend it. Uh,
2: no, I told you about it. You let's, let's not lie to the people. Oh. It's not a lie to oh the
1: people.
2: Oh gosh! I told Hunter You're about Money Heist for the people. It's actually a uh, it's it's a Spanish show, so you watch this. It's like there's no subtitles, but it's English dubbed, so like the words don't match up with their mouths, but it doesn't matter. The show is incredible. If you haven't watched Money Heist, it's four seasons. The episodes are like forty minutes each. Watch that show; it's amazing. Uh, yeah, Hunter can attest to it. I I told him about it, so yeah, don't no, worry about it. No, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, other than that, we've really been chilling on PlayStation. I have a Nintendo Switch. Both of us do. I haven't even touched it in m- m- weeks, I probably.
1: I've too invested in MLB.
2: <laughs> yeah. We've we've become MLB fiends, actually, because I've never really played MLB The Show, but since there was nothing else to play and I got tired of 2K and COD, I decided, hey, let me buy MLB The Show, and uh, it's actually a pretty fun game. The skill gap is insane. If you don't know how to hit a fastball down the middle, you're not winning, but it's pretty fun. But yeah, other than that, there's really nothing to do, especially since there's no sports, and... Not having sports is such a crazy concept because ever since I can remember, and I started watching sports later in life than most people, ever since I can remember, sports has been oh, – there's been something you can watch, whether it's golf. People
1: are so deprived of betting that people are betting on Korean baseball last night.
2: I know. People were so hyped for the the Korean Baseball League. I'm like, yo, yes.
1: what? people were placing bets like this random pitcher is going to throw a complete game like the the run line is going to be over like people were really
2: throwing crazy bets on things they know nothing about that's what i'm saying that's how starved people are for sports bro any type of competitive they have MLB the show on ESPN <laughs> like
1: yeah they had the 2K players league they they've done
2: they've done a lot so like a life without sports is just crazy Like, even, I would watch a NASCAR race right now, and I have never watched NASCAR in my life, but I would watch some cars vroom down a a stadium just to see some competitiveness. I mean, I can't lie and say I never have, but it's not my favorite sport. Yeah, like, anything, especially basketball. Like, I know, uh, back when the NBA season first ended, they were, like, re-showing old games on CBS Sports. They were, like, they showed Kobe's last game. That was amazing. But, like, there really hasn't been too many re-airs of games. So, people are really starved, like, especially for f- basketball and football because those are, like, the main two. But the football schedule is supposed to drop any time now. Hopefully, their season doesn't get delayed or dismantled in any way because we need football. We need football bad. So, there's that. But going into more net centric news... Joe Harris we there's so much that we haven't talked about but we'll start with Joe Harris he injured his ankle in the game the last game I I noticed
1: a tweet that said Joe Harris said that he sprained his ankle against the Lakers in the last game of the season and would have been out for practically the remainder of the regular season if the season was not put on hiatus
2: yeah, he was going to be out a month, apparently. And so the, the so he got injured, what, March 10th? So a month is at least, at a minimum, 10 games. The playoffs started April 18th. If he was out a month, he would have came back April 10th. He basically would have missed the entire regular season. So that, I don't know what, the Nets were already the seventh seed. I don't know what effect that would have had on them. I want to say that the Nets got really lucky. <laughs> That they didn't lose Joe Harris because they might have been out of a playoff spot had the yeah, season I mean, continued. I think
1: they still would have pushed in, but even so,
2: there was no shot they were getting KD back by then, anyway. So. It would have been really hard for them to not make the playoffs, even without Joe Harris. So the Nets were 30 and 34 when the season suspended. They had already played 64 games. They were, what, a, a half a game above the Magic for the 8th seed. So let's say the Magic overtook them. They would have still been 5 games ahead of the Wizards, who were 24 and yeah. 40. So I I think they would have been able to keep their 8th seed. The Wizards are absolute garbage, so they wouldn't have really pressed them that much. but things would have things would have got close at least they would have definitely been the eight seed playing the bucks in the first round, but now, if the season comes back, which I all signs are pointing to the season coming back, I haven't really heard much that it's a like anyone saying that the season's definitely not coming back. I know that they've been talking about pushing the twenty 2020, twenty 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 one season back to like starting on Christmas day, which is crazy, but this season is apparently gonna finish and the Nets are—basically every team is going to be fully healthy. So the lineups that run out for teams when the season starts back up might be drastically different than the lineups that we ended with. Because the Nets— Okay, so um, I, what I'm going to say is,
1: let's say they do start the playoffs soon. and not As soon I mean late June or mid-June. By then, KD will probably be back. So, I I don't think
2: personally it's fair to the Bucks for that to happen.
1: <laughs>
2: but, I mean, I, it is what it is. Sean Marks was saying that KD looked like KD when the season got suspended. So now, two months later, oh, he's probably, if not close to 100%, he's probably at 90% right now. And 90% KD is still a top 10 player. So, if he was to come, I don't know if the Nets would let him play. I personally, and we're gonna do a whole episode on this, but just a, a quick glimpse into our opinions. I personally think they should let him play if he's a hundred percent by the time the season starts in, let's say, August. I think they should let him play because you I really have agree with that. You really have a shot at the chip. Like if Ky- Kyrie was supposed to be good for training camp, and training camp usually starts in what, like. July, August, so he'll be perfectly fine. KD will be fine. Joe Harris will be fine. Karras will be fine. We'll have a perfectly healthy team to go up against the Bucks, who will also be perfectly healthy, but if anything, this could be a blessing in disguise for the Nets. They won't have a coach. Well, they don't have a coach, but by that time, they should have a coach. The Nets fired Kenny Atkinson on March 7th, and we didn't even really get to give our thoughts on the Kenny Atkinson thing. So we could go into that right now. What did you think well, about them firing him?
1: I I don't mind the firing. I, I never thought he was an amazing coach. I I thought he was good enough. I just think at this point with the roster you have, you need someone who's been there already, who knows how to...
2: Who has some Andrews sort of championship of pedigree?
1: Now, it doesn't even have to be championship. Someone who's been to the playoffs, played 50 or more games in the playoffs as a coach. Like, that's why some of their candidates make sense. I don't think they're going to hire someone that's never been to the playoffs. At this point, you're looking at someone who can coach Kyrie and KD exactly how they want to be coached
2: yeah so we have so we have put together five of the most likely candidates, which we'll get into a second get into in a second, but my thoughts on Kenny being fired, I agree with Hunter. I don't think he was some top tier coach, but i I thought he had a longer leash than he did, obviously once he got fired things came out that we didn't know like he wasn't getting along with KD he had basically completely lost the locker room which was a shock to me because when you think of Kenny Atkinson you usually think of him as a player's coach but didn't seem like he had the respect of KD nor Kyrie and so once you don't have the respect of the team's best players you really don't have the respect of the entire locker room so I guess it it was a mutual parting they both wanted to go their separate ways I don't think Kenny Atkinson is going to be out of a job for much longer So he'll probably be on the Rockets next season, or he'll have a job in the NBA soon. But the next top five coaching candidates, in our opinion, we have Jeff Van Gundy, Mark Jackson. I was about to say March Jackson. Jeff Van Gundy, Mark Jackson, Ty Lue, Mike D'Antoni, and Tom Thibodeau. Uh, What
1: I'll say now is I think there's almost a negative chance that Jeff Van Gundy gets the job because he's been linked to every job for the past 10 years and hasn't gotten any of them.
2: Yeah, Jeff Van Gundy hasn't coached since 2007. And And he's
1: been linked to every single job opening and has never once gotten it. So it makes you think there's
2: something wrong. The league is also drastically different than the last time Jeff Van Gundy was in a head coaching position. Now, obviously, he covers the league for a living, so he's aware of that, but... His type of coaching, coaching and watching
1: are two different it, things. Exactly, two
2: very different things. So we, quite, we don't quite know what his coaching philosophy is now and how it has developed since 2007. And I don't think the Nets really want to chance it with, with a guy like that. So, so I would he is say,
1: my fifth option. Yeah, he's
2: definitely know. number five for me.
1: Number 4 for me is also Mark Jackson.
2: We're we're right, yeah, Mr. Mark Jackson. He I
1: never I never really thought he was able to handle the talents of Steph Curry and Klay Thompson the right way. He tried to limit Steph and it sort of ruined their not ruined, it it was it hesitated their path to greatness, I guess.
2: I think that it's like,
1: he Like, Steve Kerr came in and just let him loose, and that's when everything rose.
2: Yeah, that's what Mark I was about Jackson to say. Mark Jackson was holding him back. I think that it says, it speaks very highly. Like, it, it it's, goes to be said that the Warriors, like, just how big of a jump they took after Mark Jackson left.
1: Like, like yes, the players got older and better but the system was way better when he left.
2: For example, the Warriors finished dead last in total passes in the 2013-2014 season, and they had Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green. They were one of the best passing teams in the league after he left because they were so ISO-heavy with him. And so, obviously, KD and Kyrie are already two ISO-heavy players, so adding another coach who has an ISO heavy mindset is not going to help the team at all. So I don't think Mark and Jackson's then, coaching philosophy would fit the Nets at all. All right. And moving on to my number three, we have the same list up until one and two. So
1: number three is Tyron Lou,
2: who is uh, a lot of people's see, favorites.
1: I could see why they would hire him. He's been there. He's won a chip. He knows how to handle stars. Especially Kyrie, who's almost impossible to handle. One of the most impossible to handle in the league, actually. Someone's salty. He, no, he just <laughs> wants far too much, and honestly, t- hiring Tyron Lue could be the best thing to save the culture. Not even say maintain the culture, I guess.
2: But what is the because culture the other, now that Kenny Atkinson is gone?
1: Yeah, it's not it's not that they have a culture now. We don't know what they have, but They just have a lot of
2: talent. That's I think what we know.
1: Hiring hiring Tibbs and D'Antoni could mess things up depending on what they choose to do with the talent. Tyron Lewis more you guys want to do this? Okay, we'll try this.
2: Exactly. Like that, he's more of a he has more of a hands off approach. Like he'll let the players experiment with stuff. He'll give his input every now and then. But at the end of the day, like he's way more allowing of his players to experiment with things than I would say D'Antoni and Tibbs are. Like they're more locked into a system, and Ty Lue is more free ball it. As you as you could see with like LeBron and. And, and and the Cavs like a lot of people thought that Tyreke Lue didn't even do anything, and the team was LeBron's, and that's because he's more of a hands-off approach kind of guy. I don't. Th- I think that that could be good for KD and Kyrie because like they're such sh- strong vocal players in the locker room, so having three strong voices might mess things up. But at the end of the day, I would still rather have a coach with a more NBA with a system that's more centric to this type of NBA that we're playing in now, which leads me to D'Antoni and Tibbs. Me and Hunter disagree on who number one and number two is. So I guess you can go first.
1: Well, my number two is Mike D'Antoni and my number one is Tom Thibodeau. My reason is because D'Antoni is an offensive heavy coach, very fast paced, but Kyrie and KD can lead a number one offense with their eyes closed. I really don't believe you need an offensive coach with two of the best offensive players in the game. You more need Thibodeau, a defensive coach, to help the players around them, like Vert, Tori and Prince, even Kyrie and KD, learn how to defend. You become a top five defense. You have two of the best offensive players in the league what there's nothing that goes wrong there the only thing that the only flaw he has is overplaying his stars and if if part of the him getting the job is limiting Kyrie and KD not playing them as much then i really don't know how they don't
2: hire him see for me i so one i think that the whole Mike D'Antoni's not a defensive coach narrative is a little overblown because in the last three years so between 2017 and 2019 the Rockets have been top fifth they were 15 to two back-to-back years in team defensive efficiency and they were five in 2017 so they're in the top half of the league when it comes to total defense is he like some amazing defensive maestro no but like he gets the job done he's not amazing but he's not bad he's a mid-tier defensive coach and an amazing offensive coach whereas I think Thibodeau is a mid is like a mid-tier offensive coach and an amazing defensive coach and I think that if you add the offense to KD and Kyrie and what they already have and then slightly improve the defense you have a monster team and plus I just like the so D'Antoni in the playoffs is forty nine and forty nine, which is crazy. It's not that good. He has a five hundred record. He's he's not positive. He's not negative. Thibodeau is twenty four and thirty two, so he's negative in the playoffs. And I feel like you need a coach that is, at least has a positive playoff record if you're going to hire somebody for a championship caliber team. Now, granted, Tibbs has only coached five hundred and ninety eight games, while D'Antoni has coached eleven. Uh, 1,191, so he basically doubles his games, but still, the playoff success is more so apparent or more so evident with D'Antoni. Plus, he was coach of the year twice. He's won a coach of the month. That means nothing, basically, but it's some type of accolade, so let's say it. He's won a coach of the month each of the last three years. The last coach of the month Tibbs won was in 2012, so, I mean, I think that his last situation with the Timberwolves was a disaster. He wasn't able to handle the locker room at all. Had Jimmy Butler on interviews calling Cat words that I can't say on the podcast. So I don't think he'd be able to handle the locker room when it comes to KD and Kyrie, which are already two very strong personalities. And so my choice is see, Mike D'Antoni. See, here's the thing with that, though.
1: Jimmy Butler is not the same as as these two. And the, What do Jimmy you mean? Jimmy Butler has a lot of negative stigma to him that's false. He wanted the young guys to want it like he wants it, and he wants the front office to win now. It's not Thibodeau's fault that they were in a rebuild mode with young guys and just decided, let's get Jimmy Butler and push it to win now with just him.
2: But would you say that Jimmy and is a problematic player?
1: No. Okay. No. Okay. Because so- he's explained everything in every situation that he's been in. He went to Philly. They had Ben Simmons having the ball every game the whole season. The playoffs come, oh, Jimmy, you're the point guard. And he said that ruined everything. Like he he took the coach as a clown from that point on because how are you going to have Ben have the ball the whole season and then you're, you're suddenly going to make him the point guard? How do you think Ben feels playing off ball? That's not his game. But if you're and saying ruined everything,
2: if you're saying that Jimmy already isn't a problematic player and Thibodeau couldn't handle that situation, how are you then going to throw him in with KD and Kyrie, who are two this, of the most problematic players in the league, uh, and expect KD, him to handle that?
1: KD is a behind the scenes problematic player. He is not someone who will outwardly speak on anything because, I, I, for some reason, he thinks it's more effective. To, to
2: have burners
1: <laughs> yes like the only person he's outwardly hated in the locker room was maurice spates i'm not sure why he was <laughs> jealous of maurice spates but he was i don't think anyone can do anything about him being jealous of maurice spates because anybody in their right mind would laugh at him if he said he was jealous of maurice spates but so but- some of it is just ridiculous. There's nothing you can do about it.
2: Yeah, if but if he wants to be jealous of a role player, then so be it. If he couldn't if they couldn't get along with Kenny Atkinson, who is one of the most likable guys in the league, how are they going to get along with Tibbs, no, who plays it's, it's his not, players 90 minutes a game? It's not
1: about Tibbs, it's not about Dantoni. They are the problem, it's not the coach. Kyrie had Brad Stevens. Literally, one of the nicest people in the entire league. He still caused problems. Brad was doing everything he could to play everyone, get everyone the ball, and try and win. Kyrie still had a problem with it. He has a problem with everything, everywhere. He had a problem being second in LeBron, he had a problem being first in. Boston. Now KD is going to carry the chip. What's his problem? He's second to KD. He will always find
2: the wrong in something. He does not ever look at the bright side. Okay, well think about it like this then. There's KD and Kyrie are two superstar players with two superstar personalities. Out of Tibbs and D'Antoni, who has dealt with that before? Not Tibbs, or or who has dealt with it well. I guess you could okay. say Cat and Jimmy Butler. He shaked that. He did. Tibbs was horrible with that. But you have D'Antoni, superstar personality. You have Tony with Russ and Harden, and he's handling it Harden, pretty well. Harden, Harden
1: has never had a problem with his teammates. But they're have also you ever heard
2: Harden having
1: an issue. I mean, he had an issue with Chris Paul. Yes, because that that's because Chris Paul. I'm I'm sure you know about Chris Paul in L.A. already.
2: I mean, yeah. He... That
1: team blew up, and a lot of it was because of Blake and him.
2: Okay, but Kyrie and Chris Paul, two very problematic point guards.
1: Okay, but Russ is not—Russ is an amazing teammate, Harden's a
2: great teammate. It's not a hard situation for him to handle. I just think that the like taking Tib taking D'Antoni from Houston, where you have two best friend superstars and Russ and Harden, and taking and bringing him to Brooklyn, where you have two best friend superstars and Kyrie and KD, would just transition way better than taking Tibbs off of Minnesota.
1: Where- they are not them. Harden and Westbrook's personalities are not Kyrie and KD. The yes, but the
2: situation monster. is way easier to transition to, rather than Tibbs. The, if, if
1: transition wise, the easiest would be Ty Lue, if we're talking about that. He literally had LeBron, who you can compare to KD, and then he had Kyrie already. So
2: yes, but Ty Lue isn't the offensive or defensive coach that D'Antoni and Tibbs are. But he won. I mean, yes, he won because he had LeBron. Come on now. They were down 3-0. And they have KD. They were down 0-3. Ty Lue did nothing to bring them back. That was all LeBron. So, 3-1. Oh, 3-1, yeah, my fault. They were down 3-1 to the best team in regular season history, and LeBron put them on his back and carried them. That had nothing to do with Ty Lue. And that's what KD would do. I don't. I don't see the point. So, so then, why is Tyloo not your number one?
1: Because Thibodeau's what they need on the court. Is I'm not looking at someone to handle their personalities because Kyrie can't be handled. Doesn't matter what you do, he
2: can't be handled. I think that that D'Antoni is the better offensive coach, and he's obviously worse on defense. But he's not that bad on defense, and he would be do a better job at handling the locker room. So, I think all around. He's the best option for the job. Now, this could all be in vain because if the Rockets manage to throw him an extension, he might not even be on the market. So if he's not on the market, then Tibbs is the guy for me too. But if the Rockets don't extend him, I think Tony is the Nets' best option. Until Greg Popovich doesn't go back to his and he's the Nets' coach. And then he signs – until Greg Popovich signs with the Knicks. <laughs> Nah, honestly, apparently the t- the Knicks are gonna get the first shot at Tibbs.
1: Yeah, I mean, they need anything. They need everything.
2: Yeah, they need la- they need
1: Lamelo Ball.
2: He can't even save them. I mean, the Rockets are apparently. Try- I mean, the Raptors are trying to trade up for Lamelo, but, I don't but know. are they going to give up Lowry? Yeah, yeah. Gonna, apparently, they want to with- give up Lowry and get Lamelo and do what with that's him? Tough. I don't know. Play Lamelo Lame- and Siakam. I mean, Lamelo
1: and Siakam are freaks. So <laughs> I mean, that's going to be that's going to be something.
2: They will be trash for at least the first three years.
1: Well, uh, okay. So moving on from the coach thing. How about we check in on what the players are doing during quarantine?
2: What are they doing? Enlighten me.
1: So, I'm I'm talking about their tweets. We're going to look at some of the players' tweets and see what they're up to. You will give me a player, and I will read the best tweets from quarantine.
2: Okay, uh... Let's start with, see, KD and Kyrie are the easy option, so let's go with Dinwiddie.
1: Okay, so, from what I've been looking, Dinwiddie's best tweet, so one is four days ago, quarantine update, hair seems to be officially passing the
2: awkward stage of mini-fro, that's the first one. Bro, that's, that's another thing with quarantine, bro, when's the last time you got a haircut?
1: Oh, I have a full
2: beard and more hair than I've ever had in my life. If you could see, I look like the Loch Ness Monster. My hair (laughs) hasn't been... See, I usually wear a do-rag, so you can't really see my hair most of the time. But now, my hair is so bad. I want a haircut so bad, but I can't because I don't want to risk getting COVID from my barber.
1: Okay, so Shams tweeted on April 27th. The NBA has informed each team to assign one senior executive to this position facility hygiene officer and Dinwiddie tweet at the Nets and said I nominate myself for the position to make up for the next month or so I <laughs> promise no Rodman activities will take place <laughs> on the premises and then somebody answered him and said you're not a senior executive but he said yeah but I'm a senior bucket getter hey talk that talk
2: Dinwiddie nah he's probably the best Twitter follow of any net he yes. he He's definitely the best he Twitter He is apparently
1: a chef. McCollum wanted wings, and he said, should have made your own, and McCollum posted him making his own wings. And uh, Dinwiddie was happy about that.
2: Yeah, shout out to Spencer Dinwiddie. If he ever listens to this podcast, uh, you're the best Twitter follow on the Nets. So congrats. If we were giving out awards, you'd definitely get that one.
1: He was shocked that McCollum said he used to be able to dunk.
2: Does CJ McCollum not dunk? I could have sworn I've seen him dunk before in a game.
1: Apparently he doesn't dunk often because Dinwiddie was shocked.
2: I mean he definitely doesn't have hops. I could tell that he most certainly does not have ups, but
1: Yeah Dinwiddie is definitely definitely the best follow on the Nets. He he's pretty active. We should do like awards go, for
2: when the if the season was if you, was you go there. to
1: someone like Karis Lavert, he literally hasn't really posted anything.
2: Yeah, you could tell that by Karras' personality. He don't really talk much. He's like a "don't speak unless spoken to" kind of guy. If you invoke yeah, him, DeAndre then talk.
1: Jordan is also someone who he he throws out random tweets. Like he tweeted five days ago, "I think I want a dog."
2: Like what? All right, then go buy one, buddy. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you can very most certainly afford a dog. Another good Twitter follower is KD, just because of his antics. Like. I know he has the boardroom, like, uh, show, like, um, segment type of thing where he gets all these celebrities to come on. Like, he had Stephen A. Smith on at one time. But he's, like, a good Twitter follow even outside of that just because you always want to know what he's up to because it's always something ridiculous. So go follow KD. Kyrie doesn't really tweet much, I don't think.
1: Yeah. Uh, looking, at, looking at KDs. Let's see. He said, "The elegant celebration sent tremors through every nation. The stars align like cars at Grand Central Station." Okay, yeah. so now he's a rapper. That's lyrics. Now he's a That's rapper. That's lyrics. Yeah. And then Wilson Chandler said, "You really feel in that album, huh?" Whose album is that? And then, well, Kevin Durant said, "That's the SoundCloud J." Oh, is that J? I'm not sure. it's, yeah. it's definitely got to be Jay-Z, Yeah, is he and signed then to Roc Nation? Yeah, Wilson Chandler said had to take it back respectable. I had to double back
2: on some of the old work after I played. Dang, the fact that I didn't know that was Jay Z, dang, people are going to be on me. (laughs) They're going to say, how could you not know that was Jay Z? Listen, I, I got it once he said the lyrics, buddy. But yeah.
1: KD's top five players of all time were. Jordan, Kobe, Shaq, Hakeem Olajuwon, and Magic. People were so salty that said, he didn't no, put LeBron. You yeah, need to stay off, off. Oh, <laughs> and, he <was> like, <laughs> and he was like, "You mad?"
2: People were so mad that he didn't put LeBron. But I don't think I think he said he wasn't putting current players.
1: He keeps saying, "You mad to everyone? You mad? You mad?"
2: Yeah, he definitely didn't
1: put current players on it. So. Yeah, Whatever. I don't
2: think he put current players because I think it's like a, a, a foregone conclusion that LeBron is either one or two in everyone's top five of all time. So I think KD can can admit that, though.
1: Yeah, people said Kyrie was getting to KD he tweeted, though, I tarry the valley of death. My Lord, give me pasture. If you want to be a master in life, you must submit to a master.
2: That's awesome. Someone definitely said, a lyric.
1: Yeah, somebody said Kyrie's getting into
2: <laughs> Oh, on another note, who's your like? Uh, so a lot of people listen to music during quarantine. Who's who have you found? Like, who's your top three listened to artists since quarantine started? Um. Well,
1: for me personally, it's uh, Lil Uzi because of the album that just dropped, Juice World because that's my guy, and probably Drake is the third one. Yeah.
2: For me, it's probably Lil Uzi is definitely number one just because I love his album. Number two, most people don't even know him. I don't even know where he's really from. I think it's from like Florida. But his name is Toosie. If you is know, it's, no, it's T-O-O-S-I-I. If anyone listening to this podcast right now wants to listen to some nice melodic hip-hop music, listen to my man Toosie. His Listen to Five Stars, the song. Amazing. And then number three... I kind of want to say Lil baby, but I don't know. Probably the kid Leroy, honestly. Oh, he's he's so good. I love the kid Leroy. And then the rest of my music is all like New York centric music. Like Yeah, little TJ or on yeah. Rich stuff like that. J.I. Um, stuff like that. What's your uh favorite social media app? Oh, it's definitely Twitter. I couldn't live without Twitter. I remember when my Twitter got Remember when they Deleted me off of Twitter? Oh, yes. I was I was off of Twitter for two days because I tried to be honest with them and change my <laughs> birthday to my actual birthday from September 26, 1998. And they told me that I can no longer have a Twitter account because I wasn't 13 when I made my account. So <laughs> I was just out of a Twitter for like three days. That was the most... Because, like, you get no interaction with any of your sports people. Like, you don't know what Shams is saying. You don't know what Woj is saying. Like, you're out of the loop on so much stuff. Like So, definitely Twitter and then Instagram. Snapchat is garbage. I'm sorry. Oh, you're forgetting one that you use frequently, as do I. Uh, TikTok? TikTok is definitely number two, actually. It definitely goes yeah. Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, Snapchat. I
1: have the same list as you.
2: If anybody uses Facebook, then that's five, but I definitely don't use my Facebook anymore.
1: Yeah, Twitter and TikTok are neck and neck, and then, uh, then Instagram
2: is right behind it. So yeah, shout out to uh, everyone that's listened to this episode. We would love to hear who your top three music artists are in quarantine, what your favorite social media apps are. Hit us up on Twitter at HoopBallNets, but I think we're going to call it a day for this episode. You'll be hearing from us again next week. We're probably going to go over maybe a more in-depth look at the coaching search. Definitely talk about KD. Might be the 2K episode. We don't know yet. Just be on the lookout. So, yeah, tweet at us. Interact with us. Make sure you subscribe. To the Hoopball Nets podcast on iTunes, you can look us up at Hoopball Nets or Brooklyn Nets. Either way, we come up. Press that subscribe button, leave a five star rating and review. Shout out to High Corner Coffee Company. You can find them on Twitter at H I K O N A Coffee. They're the sponsor of this podcast and every other Hoopball podcast. Big things going on at Hoopball. we re- like all of the podcasts are, st- are starting to continue and get back from this hiatus that we've been on. So check out Hoopball Bulls, Pelicans, the NBA Today podcast with our guy Dan. And uh, yeah, support Hoopball, support us, and uh, everybody stay safe, wear your mask, wear your gloves, and we'll talk to you next week.
0: This has been a Hoopball presentation. Next, you need the best way to explain your idea, but all you have is a few sticky notes. Drawing board or Miro board? Drawing board, because, you know, in Miro, I could record videos add text, images, links, and digital sticky notes, of course, present my thoughts the way I want. Right again! Now, you're looking for a past idea you thought was just genius. Only you could find... Oh! there it is drawing board or miro all our finished and unfinished work lives in one place and he's one join over 60 million people getting ideas noticed in miro brainstorms get your first three boards for free at miro.com that's m-i-r-o.com. save big on your memorial day barbecue all in the kroger app get half gallons of delicious kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249
1: a pound all with your card and a digital coupon